Cosmetic Family. Hey, welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Powered by the YCA of Metropolitan Dallas. Cosmetic means being a person, the thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. Hey, and I'm Keith Fitz. And I'm Roger Raw. And so today, mm-hmm. we are talking about P-squared. What? That sounds very high-level educational math major, but well, what is P-squared? P-squared. Oh, professor. So when you take one P and you add another P. And that would be multiply. So uh, I'm dropping your class. Well, you don't know what to do. No, about. but then when you put that number two up in the right-hand corner <laughs> you get of the P. P-squared. You get P-squared. You get what is P-squared in this particular case, professor? So we're talking about poor. Mm-hmm. And poor. Uh, <laughs> you gotta give me a little more. A little than bit more. That. You need a little bit more, a little than that. more than that. So there's this difference between urban poor uh-huh. and rural poor. Okay. Poverty. Uh-huh. But they're, mm-hmm. they're not the same. They're not the same. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about it. And this. so when we, when, you know, when I did the research, was doing some research on this, so this was real interesting because. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to say poor is poor. I, you know what? Uh, full transparency. I, that is actually what I thought, right? Like, right. in my mind, poverty is poverty. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we're just going to look at it from an American standpoint. Right? Okay. America. Yeah, because, just in, in America. Because right? we can't, you know, there's different poor than the poor that we talk about here. Because True. this right. first world poor ain't nothing like, like Third, Third world, world poor. You're right. 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 You're right. So, right. so this whole urban, uh, urban versus the versus the rural, right? Because uh-huh. government they pay a whole lot more attention uh, to education of poor and mainly those urban areas. Wow. And when you think about your urban areas and your rural areas, yes, people don't have the the means in in a lot of different cases, yeah. and there's a lot of similarities in there. Yeah. But when I when you do the research, they say that the rural poor is much more poor, than more the, poor than, than the urban. urban poor. Right. And, and and but conversely, government pays more attention, at least from the educational perspective. Right. Right. To urban poor and and how those educational systems are manifesting as opposed to rural poor and how those education systems are or are not. Yeah. Wow, that is I mean, and because uh, when you think about the distribution of money and yeah. how that goes, I mean, your air, urban area is going to have a higher level of of money. I was going to say wealth well, because and, that's not and density, state. right? Too like there are going to be more people, more people right. who are considered poor in this urban area, even though the level of poverty may be higher in a rural area. Mm-hmm. There are less people experiencing that. Yeah, because huh. even when you think about a food desert. Yeah. You know, meaning that there's not easy access to, you know, quality foods. Right. Yes. And in your urban area, because it is dense, at least your drive or your uh, means of transportation to the store mm-hmm. is, you know, it, you have op- more you opportunity. You have a few more op- options. But yeah. when you look at, I mean, just here in the Dallas Metroplex area, you know, dark doesn't run everywhere. Yeah. So, oh, even so, if you have to walk, right? Like in an, right. in an urban area, there's sidewalks. Right. In a rural area, it may not be. May not be sidewalk, so walking may not even be right an option. So mobility looks totally different, and so folks uh, that live in the rural areas, you know, a grocery store. You know, it's not going to be as close. So yeah. a grocery store in, in an urban area, all right, that may be 20 minutes away. 
Once right. you get out to the uh, rural area, you mean you you're talking about maybe thirty minutes away. Wow! In some of those cases, there. Yeah, and then you got to think through well, what's going to be at that store, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be in a more urban area, and so that store has access to, you know, decent foods and produce and that kind of stuff, or even in that store being that far away, is it a much smaller, maybe a singularly owned, a kind of a mom and pop, if you will, operation where you can't even get some of the things you would get yeah, at a In the urban area, you know, man, heck, you, you you can even have access to many of the convenience stores. Again, why it's not the highest mm. quality, you just got more access to just the uh, wow. quantity of stores. But when you get out in the rural area, it's just, you know, you don't you don't have that. Wow. And so we a lot of times we want to kind of put poor in the same box. And and it's kind of the thing of uh, um, equity that we talked about. Right. And yes. in terms of, yes. you know, equal means that uh, everybody's going to get same get the same thing. And and, and that's not the case, um, you know, all the way around. Right. So that- if we're taking this, if we're using an equity lens and looking at poverty, then, yeah, we have to begin to grapple with the fact that. Um, people who are classified as poor, depending on where they live, whether it's an urban or a rural spot, they don't need the same things because their poverty is being exacerbated by different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this is so fascinating. And, wow. you know, when we get in organizations like the Y, you know, when we, you know, you take a Y that's in a metropolitan area like Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and we start looking at our resources and opportunities in terms of even how we run our business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not it can't be the same across across the board. I yeah, mean, there yeah, may yeah. be more resources that need to go into some of the outlying communities. Yeah. Uh, deeper into some of the rural, and so rural, rural areas. Rural areas. But yeah. then that means that um, as a movement, right, in your local YMCA's, and then as a movement, we have to perhaps have the conversation of, well, what is the formula that we're using by which we determine where a new Y goes? And mm-hmm. if we're looking at, you know, other things that are around, you know, do these other kind of infrastructure things exist? What is the expendable income of the population? And that means we're almost in this this loop of not putting YMCA's in those rural places because for the most part, they wouldn't ever trigger activation because they don't have so many of those things. Well, but the activation that it can trigger if it's not the four walls, you know, of a facility uh-huh. is the program part. Right. And so we can go into those communities and definitely, mm, you know, provide d- yeah, different services there. Because mm. when you I think about from a school perspective. When you think about, you know, an urban school, I mean, again, because they're within the area where a lot of resources are, they the kids have different opportunities. Sure. But when you get out here to your rural areas, those different opportunities are less. And that's where I think the YMCA can come and help fill in some gaps in these schools. When we talk about our um, our summer program, uh, summer learning academies that we mm-hmm. have, like mm-hmm. posting up summer learning academies in, you know, rural areas to be able to help those help those young people. Because when you think about the rural schools <clears throat> and you think about teachers, you know, if they start circulating teach, teachers in rural areas, the person 
in particular high poverty areas in the rural space, mm-hmm. they're teaching multiple probably subjects in mm. comparison to you come in a metropolitan areas, right. they can't you, you concentrate uh, yeah. in in a in, yeah. a, uh, in a certain uh, mm-hmm. in a certain certain discipline. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, organizations, you know, like the Y can come in and absolutely kind of be game changers for yeah. for those communities. So I, I I guess once again that would that would force us to begin to look differently at at some of what we may consider to be some of our more traditional kinds of programming. Because if you go into a rural area, particularly with a high population that's considered to be in poverty, and you you say, okay, we're going to go out there and teach kids how to swim. Well, probably not because there ain't no pools out there. Right? Like, there are no pools. They, they may be in a landlocked situation where there aren't really very many lakes or whatever. So perhaps we don't just try to unbag and unbox and and place our typical traditional programming but we really have to get proximate to that community and find out what they need like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right that's mm-hmm, summer learning mm-hmm. and do the things that they need right. not necessarily but so here's the flip side of that okay i'm full of contradictions okay we're not the content experts in everything right like nope. what if what that community really needs as an organization we have no clue how to provide how do we still support these communities? I mean, I think the approach is, it, it could be in the rural areas, could really be that door-to-door knocking. Hmm. So it's not a matter of like, well, let's send out an email and uh, with a survey. Like the hmm. survey, it looks like knock, 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 knock. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're with the YMCA. Um, you know, we are interested in coming to the community, but we wanted to come see what, you know, what is it that you would like uh, for hmm. us to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the needs that you have in the community? I, you know, and I bet the one place that even in in some of your more um, under-resourced rural areas, the one place that they're going to have is a church. It might be a little A-frame building, really small, yep, yep. right? But we can absolutely go there and say, hey, how do we partner with you all to create this gathering space and this this place where people feel they belong and have fun and in, in but the one thing that. that we have is that because we the Y is such a multi-purpose type of organization, mm. like there are kits of of programming that we can bring to an area. Yeah, you know. So when you talk about if it's you know from a community health standpoint, like Ooh, I because the health disparity is real, is it's real. very real. That, yeah, and so, probably worse than yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, think yeah. about it. if you all you have is the A frame church. Okay, we can work with that we can because bring you out got some folks you got some benches in there. Mm-hmm. You probably got you know one one multi purpose space in there. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can work that thing all day long. Maybe bring some folks out here and help you with blood pressure monitoring and do some you know fun eating with the kids or snacks or yeah, because health disparities they are absolutely aggravated in rural real. areas because they don't have access to you, you know. That is one one thing. You know, another thing that I um, saw, which is is a bit morbid, but they said that the some of the best trauma centers in most big cities are located in their most impoverished areas mm, because mm, mm, so much of that stuff happens so often that those folks get so good. At their job. They unfortunately they get lots and lots right, of practice. Right, right. So for instance, here in Dallas, the 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 hospital that is almost superior in the nation for things like gunshot wounds and that is in an impoverished area. Mm. And unfortunately mm. it's because 
they get a lot of practice. Yeah. But that doesn't happen in the in the rural space, right? Because they they don't get as much, and so you may not have the level of proficiency out there for for people to access. But and that makes the health disparities gap even wider. Yeah, I mean that, yeah. that 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 when you talk about poverty rates uh, and you look at it by racial and ethnic groups, mm-hmm. you know, one study had out there um, USDA, the Economic Research Service. You know, in the whites, 13 percent in the rural area versus 9 percent in the metro area for poverty. Uh, So we look at African-Americans, 30 percent in rural areas, 20 percent urban areas. Uh, You look Mm. at Native Americans, 29 percent versus 19 percent in the higher rate in the rural area. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for Hispanics, 21 versus 16. Same for whites, 12% versus 8%. So when you look at across the board, our rural areas have just a higher concentration of, of poverty. Of poor people. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, I like I said, fascinating. And, you know, in the, I would like to think that because we know this and we have so much robust data that we could figure out some solutions. But I don't know if that's the case. And, you know, what the research says, and we know this in a lot of different areas, is education is the key. Sure. But then again, when you look at your rural areas uh, and you have smaller schools, Sure. Uh, in some small cities, I mean, it's even like it's K through twelve, all in the same building. In the same building, and, you know, that's reality, like, right? Right. And yeah. as a matter, as a matter of fact, so I had seen something here lately in the news about a really small town here in Texas canceled graduation because out of the whole town, they only had five seniors who could pass the state test. To actually graduate. Mm. The whole senior class was only mm. like 20-something kids. Mm. Maybe 30. The whole senior class in the town. Wow. And of that, only five of them. So they canceled graduation and they were really kind of putting out this SOS because they needed, you know, surrounding areas and perhaps some more urban areas to kind of help them so that they could help prepare because you you perpetuate this cycle in that town if you don't educate the folks if they can't generate wealth you have these health disparities that linger and and grow and it's just a vicious cycle but five kids in the whole town and because the money is not the same you know teachers are not going to the rural areas to teach because The salaries are the salaries way are lower there. than that in your, your and you don't have the technology. Sometimes you don't have the infrastructure right. for the technology. Right. Um, you don't have the access. It, it wow. It's, I mean, there's a lot to consider when you talk about poor and then how you uh, how you go out and try to tackle those different uh, different issues mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm, depending on where where the seed of the po- the poverty is, right? Whether yeah. it's an urban or a rural, huh? And, uh, you know, yeah, it, 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 all poor is not equal. It's not, unfortunately. Right. Like, in a, in a wonderful, wonderful, magical unicorn space, there would be no poor. Well, <laughs> like here we are talking about, even in this dichotomy that is poverty, there are levels to it. Wow. It's, and, wow. And, and the thing is, is that as nonprofits like the Y and there's others out there, we got to be very intentional about going into those spaces. Uh, we mm-hmm. think a lot about in our urban core. And yes, there's different uh, issues that, that are here that, you know, may not look the same there. And, w- and we got to understand that. But, the, you know, those areas when I think about Texas kind of as a whole, there's a lot of pockets of 
rural areas, you know, just not yeah. that not that far outside the, me- not not that far outside, outside the metroplex. Right, away from your urban yeah. areas. And it's like, how do we how do we go out there and ta- tackle those issues? Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. got to be intentional about that, just like we are in any, uh, any other yeah. area. Yeah, and be realistic about what the return on the investment looks like. It's not going to be what we may consider traditional. Here, I got on membership draft, I'm generating this kind of, but it could absolutely be in the return on investment may be on decreasing some kind of disparity or helping with some educational access or something like that, not necessarily dollars and cents. Like dollars and cents, that's easy to count, right? Right. right. Um, but you got to figure out what what is a different acceptable ROI. And you got to think about, okay, there is still going to be some cost to providing these. How can I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. compensate for, for what we may not necessarily get, much like you have to do in your urban areas, right. in your urban wise, um, in many wise across the country, they have strategies where if a Y that is seated in an urban, what may be considered an urban part, you have some of your suburban branches or your other operations that their overflow helps to kind of mm-hmm. support, um, those. support those branches. Yep. You know, perhaps we need to look at that in some of these urban areas, I mean, these rural areas too, mm-hmm. and think of, of what success looks different for those particular branches. So, I mean, we've just offered up, you know, two different perspectives. Uh, A lot of times. Just that too. Right, right. (laughs) A lot of times we're just looking at the urban core uh, versus uh, some of our outlying communities that while the population of people may not be the same as that in the urban core, there still is great opportunity for us to be able to serve serve in those spaces yeah. right there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys have heard here on the Cosmetic Podcast that uh, there's different levels there's of poor. There's different level P squared. I got you, Professor Math P Poverty Squared. Any other math solutions that y'all want to throw my way, come well, on about it. Come on with it. <laughs> but look, before we sign off here, we want to thank our producer, Lachey Lennon. Uh, Thanks, she's Lachey. just so incredible. Love her, love her, love her. And thank you all for listening to the Cosmetic Podcast. On this episode called yeah. P Squared with but, Professor Vincent. It really, wow. Even after that, family, <laughs> please subscribe and listen to us weekly. Hey, look, while you out there, don't be shy. Give us a five star review. And as always, be dynamic, be phenomenal, and be cosmetic. cosmetic. <laughs>